emotional health. I'm really excited about this series. I feel it's very significant for us as a church. And my hope and prayer is it's going to help us to continue to open up uh, the conversations on this really important topic. And we know this is a really important topic because it is very prominent and significant in the world around us. In England, every year, one in four of us will experience a mental health problem. And every week in England, one in six of us will experience a common mental health problem. That's things like depression or anxiety. This is a really prominent problem in our own nation. It's also a growing problem. It's widely recognised that problems of our mental and emotional health are on the rise. And of course, all of that was true at the start of 2020. When we started the year with all the uh, excitement and anticipation you have at the start of the new year, things started pretty right, pretty normal, and then we get to March, and coronavirus hits and everything changes. We enter this situation of a worldwide pandemic, extensive lockdown measures, and that has had a serious impact on our mental and emotional well-being. Over a third of adults in Great Britain say that COVID has affected their well-being. And an increasing number of studies are coming out showing that levels of stress and anxiety and depression are going up and up over this time. As we stand at this point, we're heading into winter, cases are on the rise, things are, restrictions being reintroduced. It's expected that actually many more people will start to struggle with their mental and emotional health. It's so important that we talk about this topic. But also, also it's really important because this doesn't just affect people outside the church, it also affects us in the church. I think sometimes it's easy to think this is an issue for other people. Maybe even we might think this is an issue that doesn't affect Christians. Christians are kind of immune from this, we might think. But of course, that's just not true. We all have mental and emotional health, and so we can all struggle in this area. Many of us will have done or will do in the future. I was so blessed a few weeks ago when Nat shared with us a bit of her own story, her own journey in this area. And actually, interestingly, my story is really quite similar in many ways. Through my later teen years and through most of my 20s, I've had a number of significant mental health meltdowns and seasons of depression. One of the most significant of those was three years ago, almost to the day actually, three years ago this week, when I had a major meltdown, came into a really dark season of depression. And the last few years have been a huge journey of me, for me, of trying to work through that. They've been some of the darkest, uh, most difficult and painful years of my life. There were moments where I despaired of life itself, and I'm not sure I always believed I'd still be here today. But actually, through the support of good friends, through God's incredible goodness to me, through seeing a Christian counsellor who I saw for a couple of years in total, I'm doing a lot better. And it's not all sorted. I still have some really rough days sometimes, but it is a lot better. We need to talk about this because this is true for so many of us. Maybe in our past, maybe in our present, maybe it is us, maybe it's those we know and love. I'm so aware that sadly churches have not always been safe places to talk about our mental and emotional health. We've often been very quiet as churches about this topic. Sometimes there's been unhelpful ideas that have circulated around, and I know that because of that, many people have suffered in silence. Many have suffered alone, have felt huge shame about what they're experienced, and have even been caused to question, what does God really feel about me? And so I want to apologise if we have ever fed into that experience for anyone whether directly or indirectly, whether through speaking or through silence, if we are fed into that kind of experience of people, we are sorry. And we say we want to learn more about this topic. We want to learn, we want to grow, we want to become better and better at helping and supporting one another. And right at the start of this series, there are two really important things I want to kind of put up front and centre to say. 
One is we are so aware that the topics we'll talk about in this series are very real life things. And for some of us, they will kind of connect to very real life and even very painful experiences. And I know even from my own experience that just hearing people talk about those things can be painful. They can bring stuff to the surface, can be very difficult to handle. So we want to be really careful how we're talking in this series, to be very sensitive as we go about it. But also we want to be very uh, upfront about encouraging us all to reach out for support when we need it. If you find this series kind of stirs things up in you, or actually you come today thinking, I know already in my mental and emotional health I'm struggling in that area, please don't suffer alone. Please do reach out. You might reach out to a trusted Christian friend, or to a connect group host, or to one of the pastors through the church office. Whatever it is you're feeling, whatever it is you're experiencing, please know you don't have to go through it alone. And actually, it's my deep conviction that you will find it is better to not go through it alone. That's one really important thing to say at the start of this series. The second really important thing is to say is sometimes also right for us to reach out for professional support. There might be counsellors, might be medical professionals, and also to make use of medicine. Medicine and professionals are gifts from God to us as humanity to help us, and so we should make use of them. And for some people with our mental and emotional health journeys, medication, the support professionals will be vital actually to be able to keep going, to be able to walk through life. And many of us may even in the past or may in the future need to go and see our GPs or be referred to a specialist or see a counsellor. And it is good and right to do that when we need to do so. There should be no shame about doing that among Christians. And often actually it's the most courageous step we can take in that context. And the advice that's generally giving is if you find problems with your mental and emotional health are affecting your functioning, your ability to do your kind of normal day-to-day -day stuff for a little period of time, that's when it's good to reach out for that kind of professional support. And we would always encourage people to do that. So if we want to engage with this topic well, we've got to start a bit of understanding. You can't engage with anything well until you understand it. And this is a topic where there are all manner of unhelpful kind of misunderstandings. One big misunderstanding, we kind of find it easy to think mental health is something that's relevant to only a small group of people. We think there are specific experiences, specific diagnoses that affect some people, affect some people in very profound ways, but we think it's just a certain group. There's those with mental health and there's those without. But of course the reality is all of us have mental and emotional health. Just as we all have physical health, because we all have bodies, so we can all experience physical health problems, we all have mental and emotional health because we have minds and emotions, so any one of us can experience mental and emotional health problems. That kind of shouldn't be a surprise to us. And those problems can vary hugely. They can be more or less serious. They can have a greater or a lesser impact on us. They can be for a short time or a long time. They can be continuous or coming and going, just of course in the way that problems of our physical health may vary in all those ways as well. And I think it's helpful with mental and emotional health to think of a sliding scale. So it's not that there are some people with mental health and some people without. Actually, we're all on a scale. At one end, there's good mental health. At another end, there's bad mental health. And all of us at different times in our life, with different things going on, move up and down that scale. This is relevant to all of us. All of us are on there moving along that scale. And as we recognize that parallel between physical health and mental and emotional health, that's really helpful, I think, as we want to think about the topic of healing. How do healing and mental and emotional health go together? 
it is, of course, possible for God to wonderfully, powerfully bring supernatural and kind of instantaneous healing when it comes to our mental and emotional health, just as he can do that of physical health. But of course, we know sometimes we seek God for that and we don't experience that. Sometimes healing or the returning to health is kind of more of a process, more of a journey. Sometimes God uses professionals and medicines to help in that journey. And I do wonder if in this area of uh, health particularly, that thing of process is often very purposeful in what God is doing. Actually, often as we journey through mental and emotional health difficulties, we're coming to understand the roots of what's going on better. We understand ourselves better. We understand God better. And actually, that can be hugely helpful to us and to other people. I'm so glad in my own journey, in my own experience, that actually God didn't just kind of click his fingers one day and take all the pain away, because actually through journeying through it, though it was incredibly difficult, I've learned so much about myself, about him. I'm better equipped to look after myself and hopefully a little bit equipped to help some other people as well. Sometimes healing is more of a process. And sometimes, of course, just as with physical health, there are things where actually we seek God for healing and in this lifetime it doesn't come. Some of us will live with mental and emotional health problems for the duration of our life on this earth and this age. And our role there is church, as families, to think how do we love and care and support for people who walk through life in that kind of situation. So as with, as with physical healing, we want to uh, grow our faith that God can and God does heal. We want to seek God for healing, but also want to be really sensitive about how we do that. Recognising that for those who don't experience that kind of instant healing you might seek, that can be a very painful thing to, uh, to handle and to walk through. So I think we can offer to pray. We can pray with people, pray for people, but let's just be sensitive about how we do that and the reality of what people are walking through and how that might be impacting them. And I think this understanding stuff about mental and emotional health, none of it should be a surprise to us as Christians. It shouldn't be a surprise that our emotions are a big part of human experience. Actually, they're meant to be, and we'll come back to that much more next week. But I just one example why this shouldn't be a problem or a surprise to Christians. That's in the Bible. That's the book of Psalms. Open the Bible about halfway, you find this big book of songs and poems, which really are a book of expressed emotion. It's an insight into the emotional and mental health of the authors. And you see all manner of experiences. There are people who are elated with joy and people who are in the darkest, deepest depths of depression. There are people who are fearful and stressed about situations and others who are grieving and mourning over loss. And if you look at these poems and you kind of ask, what's going on, what's causing all this? You'll find all manner of different things. Sometimes it's experiences in their lives. Sometimes it's relational stuff. Sometimes it's spiritual stuff. And in the same way, we today are affected by all manner of complex different things impacting our mental and emotional health. The Psalms show us that we should expect what we're experiencing, that mental and emotional health are a normal part of human experience. But importantly, they show us we can engage with that well. They show us we can be honest. And most importantly, they show us we can journey through that, process that with God. It's not that you've got to get your mental and emotional health sorted and then you can come to God. Actually, we can bring all of our brokenness and our pain to God. For me, one of my breakthrough moments, I was given some compassionate leave, I went away, I was in such a bad way. And the breakthrough moment for me was realizing I don't have to sort myself out so I can be with God. God wants me to come to him utterly broken and he's the one who will help me through. The Psalms show us we can take whatever it is we're feeling and experiencing. And as we approach this topic as Christians, 
I truly believe we are wonderfully, uniquely equipped to handle this well in our own lives and in the lives of people around us to help people. And we're uniquely equipped because of the gospel. The gospel, the good news of what God has done for us in sending his son, equips us to handle this well. Let me quickly show you three ways how I think that works out. The first is that the gospel tells us we can be truly honest. And the gospel tells us that God loves us because he loves us. His love for us is not rooted in us and who we are or how we're doing. His love for us is rooted in who he is and the fact that he is the God who is love. That means we can be honest about the fact we're struggling. It doesn't change God's love for us. And the gospel also tells us that our worth and our value and our identity are not based on anything in us. They're not based on how well or how badly we're doing, our struggles or our lack of struggles. Our worth and our value and our identity are based on what God says about us, and that's based on what he has done for us in sending his son. That means we can be free to be honest about how we are without it changing who we are or our worth or our value. Actually, of all people, Christians should be the most free to admit when we're not okay. We should be the most comfortable to do so. And so, friend, don't believe the lie that if you open up about your mental and emotional health struggles that you are somehow failing as a Christian or it makes you a lesser Christian. Actually, I think the wonderful truth is being open about how we truly are shows we've really understood the gospel. We really believe those truths and we're letting it impact us. That's one way the gospel helps us. The second way is the gospel tells us we don't have to walk alone. You know, when we respond to the gospel, when we turn to Christ, we get a new identity as sons and daughters of God. And if we're sons and daughters, then we together are brothers and sisters. We are siblings. We are family. And we're a family, Paul tells us in Galatians 6.2, who are called to bear one another's burdens. That means sometimes we are, are carrying the struggles and the pains, the difficulties of someone else. It also means sometimes we're letting someone else carry our struggles and pains and difficulties. It's a, a two-way thing. And you know, the one thing you can always do when it comes to mental health is to be a good friend. Sometimes we think, oh, I just don't know how to support my friend. I don't know how to support this person who is in my life. We think, actually, we've got to leave this to professionals. It's too complex for us. We don't have the answers. We don't have the solutions. And you know what? It is right that the professionals are doing their job, and there's loads of stuff we can't do that they can do, but what we can do always is be a good friend. We can be there. We can love. We don't need to have all the answers. We don't need to be able to solve everything. We just need to be there to listen, to love. Often it's just need to be there, be present, which might be a bit different at the moment, a bit more difficult, but we can still do it. For me, it's on my darkest moments. Some of the points in the last few years where I've literally been despairing of life and not knowing if I can keep going. My friends didn't have answers. They couldn't take away the pain. They couldn't solve it. But what they could do is just sit with me as I quietly, or actually often not so quietly, wept and sobbed. At one point, a family said, come and live with us. You're not in a good way. You need to be with family this week. I moved in for a week. They couldn't take away the pain I was experiencing. They couldn't lift the darkness. But they could love me. They could be there. I knew I wasn't working, walking alone. The gospel tells us we don't have to walk these things alone. And finally, the gospel tells us we can always have hope. Whatever we're feeling, there is always hope. There's hope because we know God loves us. 
His promise to us in his word is that whatever's going on, however painful it is, he's always working all things together for good. There's hope because God is with us. And so whether we experience change for the better or not, he's with us and he can encourage us and support us and equip us to keep going. And there's hope because there's a new creation coming. The promise for us as Christians is there's a day coming when all pain and suffering ends. Every physical health problem, every mental health problem will come to an end. And God has promised he himself will wipe away our every tear. In the gospel, there is always, always hope because there is a new creation coming. In the gospel, we as Christians are uniquely and wonderfully equipped to engage with this topic well in our own lives and to support others well. And my heart's cry and my prayer is that we would be a church family who learn to do that well. In the rest of this series, we're going to focus in particularly on emotions, on what they are and how we handle them, and some emotions that we think are particularly relevant at this weird moment we're living through right now. We're also going to post some blogs, so keep an eye on the website. There'll be some broader themes kind of discussed there. But all of that needs to fit in this broader uh, framework, recognizing this is relevant to all of us. All of us have mental and emotional health. It's a normal part of human life, and we are wonderfully equipped in the gospel to engage with that. And so as a response today, we're going to focus in on the gospel and thank God for what he has done for us. We're going to do that in just a moment by taking bread and wine together and Paul and Wars will come and lead us in that. But first, I'd love just to pray for us as a church. Father, we thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you know every part of us and that you care about every part of us. I think that as we turn to this topic, we are wonderfully, uniquely equipped in the gospel because the gospel helps us to be truly honest. The gospel tells us we're never alone and the gospel tells us there is always hope. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, as we reflect on the gospel, as we think on these things, please minister them to our hearts and please just draw very close to us, minister to us, comfort us, work in us, we ask. In Jesus' precious name, 